What's up, y'all? It's Molly Cash here. I am talking today about crumbling thoughts. One of the most common questions I get from clients during a session is, how do I change this thought? Because as we are talking through things in our session, there's always some kind of problematic thinking going on. So once a client starts to see that the way they're thinking is not helping them, is making things worse, or even creating problems that aren't there in the first place, they want to change. Of course they do. And so they ask, how can I change that thought? How can I think something different? How can I stop thinking this way? And I do have answers to that question. I do have some techniques and some tools to actually change the way you're thinking. But before we apply those tools, we need to make sure that we totally understand that these thoughts we are thinking are optional. That they're just thoughts, that they're not true, that they're not forced on us, that we actually have a choice and that our brain is choosing these thoughts for whatever reason we always have a good reason to think what we're thinking. It's just when we find we don't like the effect of that thinking, we want to choose to think something else. But until we realize that we are currently choosing the thoughts in our head and that they're not just happening to us, we are not going to make any progress thinking something new. You can't just flip a switch and make everything change if you don't even believe you have access to that switch. Sometimes realizing that the switch is right there in front of you is the hardest part. And once you see it and you locate it and you can understand, I really do have control over this, flipping the switch can sometimes be the easiest part. That's why I'm talking about crumbling thoughts because often when we get to this point where we truly see what we've been thinking for what it is, which is just made up sentences and we truly see that we have the power to decide which sentences we're going to listen to and repeat and focus on. Often these thoughts, those sentences, they just fall apart. They just crumble and we don't have to worry so much about changing them into something else because they lose all their power over us once we truly see them for what they are. It's not always that simple, and that's why I do have tools for other ways of changing your thinking. But we always want to get to the point where we truly recognize our thoughts for what they are and recognize the power we have over them before we start applying these other tools. Because if we don't get to that point and we just throw tools at the problem, it's not going to work. It's not going to stick. We may have temporary relief but it won't be lasting unless we really get to the point where we understand and see it clearly first. The other day I was wearing a new dress that I'd bought recently and all throughout the day there was this little part of my side that was itching and just bugging me and I kept I kept scratching it. I kept, you know, thinking, "Oh, my skin is so dry. I need to moisturize or whatever." And finally after hours of this, I actually looked at that area and I found that the little you know, the little plastic thing from the tag when you buy something, the, that was still there. That is why I was itchy. 
And I think I had worn the dress before, so it didn't occur to me that the tag would still be on it. Or not the tag, but the little thing. And so that's probably why it took me so long to realize that. But for whatever reason, it didn't bother me the first time I wore it. The second time it bothered me. And once I found that, I just cut it off. And then I was totally fine. Now, are there things you can do about itchy skin besides cutting off a little plastic thing? Sure, you can put on lotion, you could put on anti-itch cream, you could put, you know, a band-aid over it, or you could, you know, there are all these things you could do. But obviously, if you have the little plastic thing poking into you, none of those things are going to help much, right? A lotion might soothe your skin temporarily, but then it's going to get poked again, and you'll be right back where you started. But when you see that there's a little piece of plastic poking into you, it's so simple. You just get rid of that plastic. You don't need all these other ways to help your poor skin that's itchy. It, when you just identify what is actually causing the problem, it's so simple to make it stop. I think we are pretty familiar with this concept when it comes to health. We talk about oh, this medication is just a band-aid. It doesn't solve the real problem. Or, you know, we like doctors who will get to the root of things and treat the cause, not just the symptoms, right? But the same thing happens in our thoughts and we don't always catch it. And one main reason why is because we have this eternal tendency as humans to think we are the problem, to think we're not good enough, and that is the cause of our suffering, of our problems, of anything we think has gone wrong. So we already think we know the cause. We're like, it's me. I'm, I'm just not cut out for this. That's the problem. So we either despair and give up or we try to fix ourselves, thinking that if we just work harder and push more, we will eventually prove our worth and arrive at the place where we don't have problems anymore. How's that working for you? I want to offer an alternative. I've decided that I believe every person has infinite worth that never changes. No matter what they do or say or any other factor, we just all have unchangeable infinite worth. So believing that, which is something I do on purpose, by the way, helps me to not fall for the trap of, oh yeah, I'm just the problem. And it helps me to dig a little bit to find the thinking that is causing the problem. I may have told this story before, but I had a client once who felt like she was failing as a mom. And when we were talking about why and what made her feel that way, it came up that her house was messy. I mean, it was clean, but it was cluttered. And there was some garbage on the floor that was the real kicker. When she looked around and saw garbage on the floor, she felt like a failure. And as we talked through this and talked about how many children she had and what her process was for trying to take care of them and take care of herself and take care of the house and all of these things, we discovered it was perfectly reasonable for there to be garbage on the floor when she had many small children. And the more we talked about this, she realized that the garbage on the floor didn't actually have anything to do with her. She taught her kids to throw away their garbage, but kids are kids and they're gonna leave their mess lying around sometimes. And she had this moment when she realized 
that the only reason that seeing garbage on the floor made her feel like a failure was that she was making a connection in her mind between the garbage and her value. She was making that garbage mean something about her that it just doesn't mean. And from that moment, it was almost a visible thing. You could see that thought crumbling from her mind. That thought of, I'm failing because look at this garbage. And her whole countenance changed and she was smiling and laughing and just feeling great because she was released from the weight of that thought. That thought had held power over her. And once she really saw it for what it was, it no longer did. And so she was free. Now she could have taken a different approach. She could have been like, okay, how do I stop feeling like a failure? Well, the garbage seems to make me feel that way. So let's focus on the garbage. How can we never have garbage on the floor? Uh, let's get the kids in here. Let's yell at them if they leave it. Let's have some kind of system or I will just constantly clean up. And then when there's never any garbage on the floor again, then I get to feel good. Then I get to feel like I'm not failing. Do you see any problems with this approach? Like, what if we never reach that point? What if we can't achieve no garbage on the floor ever? Or what if we do achieve it and then we look around at the clear floor with no garbage and we notice the dirty baseboards? And now we have a whole new reason to think we're failing. Part of your brain's job is to look for problems. And so it's always going to do that. It's always going to find something to be unhappy about or something that is not quite right. And if we connect that thing with our value or connect it to ourselves and make it mean something about ourselves, then it doesn't matter how many of these problems we solve, so to speak, there's always going to be another one another reason to think we're not good enough. Here's another example with me being the client this time. So I had this person in my life that I was comparing myself to often. And this, I know this is really common, especially as women, we compare ourselves to each other and we know we're doing it, right? And everyone says we should stop. And we're like, yeah, we should totally stop, but we don't know how. So I was asking myself that same question. How can I stop comparing myself? How can I stop having these thoughts that I'm not measuring up? I was basically just telling myself to stop thinking that way. And it wasn't working. This was not that long ago, by the way, this was a few years ago while I was going through life coach training. And I was coaching myself. I coached myself more than once on this same topic. And I just was getting nowhere. So I finally decided to get an outside perspective. And I got one of my fellow coach trainees to coach me on this topic. This is really a testament to getting coaching from someone other than yourself, at least sometimes, because we have blind spots. We have things we believe that we don't realize are optional. And it's not because we're stupid or we're not as good at seeing things as somebody else is. It's like the fish that doesn't realize He's swimming in water because he's always been in water and he doesn't know any different. Some of our thoughts and beliefs are like that. We just don't know any different. We don't know there are any other ways to do it. So 
I got coaching. And what we discovered was that I really believed that this person was doing it right. They were living life the way it's supposed to be lived. And the truth is, they live their life differently than I do. And of course they do because we're different people. We have different situations. We have different priorities. And so when I'm just living my life, not thinking about them, I just do my thing and I'm fine. But then I was coming into trouble when I would look at them and think, oh no, I'm not matching up to their life and they're doing it right. So I must be doing it wrong. So I already knew that I had a tendency to compare myself with this person and decide that they were a little bit better, that I wasn't measuring up. And that was the thought that I thought I needed to change and that I was struggling to change. What I didn't see until I got coaching was that I believed they were doing it right. Which implies that there is a right way. Which is nonsense. If there were only one right way to live, we would only have one kind of person. There can't possibly be one right way to live. There has to be as many right ways to live as there are people. So we started digging into this belief a little more and just kind of talking around it to get some clarity. And we also discovered that although I had the general belief that this person was doing things right, I didn't actually want to live my life the way they lived theirs. Like I said, we have different priorities and I was living my life according to my priorities and theirs are different, so of course it's gonna look different. But because I still had this overarching belief that they're just, they've got it right, they've got it figured out, that always put my life in conflict with what's supposedly right. Because it was always going to be different because that wasn't my goal. I wasn't trying for that kind of life. It's kind of like I was training for the long jump and then measuring myself against the high jump people and despairing because I wasn't jumping as high as they were. Um, can you tell I've never done track for a day in my life? But you see the concept, right? That's crazy. I was working toward my own goal, and then beating myself up for not reaching their goal. It makes no sense at all. So once I truly saw that, once I actually understood that the problem wasn't me measuring up, the problem was the measuring stick I was using. It was just the wrong one. Once I saw that, it crumbled. It just fell away. And I no longer had this problem of, oh, how do I stop comparing myself to this person? I didn't have to work to change that thought because the actual root thought of they've got it right had crumbled. These are the kinds of aha moments that are a life coach's dream. And they don't always happen during a session. Sometimes they happen a week later. I've had many times when just at some random time throughout the week, I go, oh, I get it now. I see it. And it changes everything. It's so freeing and empowering. And the best is getting to witness somebody else have that moment. It's so fun to see. 
And it's not always like that. You don't always have one big moment. And sometimes it does take a lot of work and other tools after that fact to actually make lasting change. But if you're familiar with the practice of choosing different thoughts, of changing your thoughts, and you are having trouble changing something, if you're getting stuck, if it's not working, whatever you're trying, it could be that you haven't reached that point where your existing thoughts have the opportunity to crumble. Maybe you have a blind spot. Maybe there's a thought that you don't recognize as a thought because it seems that your entire life has reinforced that thought. So it just feels true. So if you're getting stuck, if you're trying to change your thoughts and you're asking, how can I change this? It's likely that you need to dig deeper. You need to find an underlying thought that you haven't been able to see before. And the best way to do that is to get somebody else to help you. And of course, I'm going to recommend coaching because I'm a coach and I love to coach. I have some free spots open at mollycash.com free. So there's no reason you shouldn't hop on that. But even if I'm not the coach for you, find someone who will help you see your thoughts for what they are. And if they're not useful to you, you can let them crumble. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you being here. Take care. I'll talk to you next time.